So right now, because we're kind of thrown out of our normal daily habit, and right now we're almost, most of us are almost at the month mark of, of being out of our normal routines, um, it's a good time to look at why we do the things we do. Hey, you're 86. I'm Justin Myers, and this is a show about how bartenders handle bad situations. Hello again. There's a pretty good chance you are also stuck in your house and not working behind the bar right now. Without our normal structure, it's easy to fall into unhealthy habits, but it's also an opportunity to form new ones. My guest today is Amy Ward, aka The Health Tender. She's an industry veteran and an ACE certified health coach who helps promote health and wellness for our industry all over the country. And she had a ton of great advice on how to stay healthy during this crisis. Let's get into it. When, when, and if this rebounds or something catastrophic like this happens again. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, which it, it very likely could. I think that's, mm-hmm. a, that's another lesson we've all learned yeah. from this. So, I think one of the, um, one of the challenges right now is uh, motivation, and mm-hmm. I think I think it's it's hard these days to want to do anything except you know binge watch TV shows and and drink on the couch, um, which I think is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you need to do that, you know I've done that myself, um, and but y- y- we all know there's there's a limit to that. Um, can you can you speak to some ways that we can stay motivated, um, to, you know, to, to, to be active and, and practice healthy habits that we are probably already practicing to some degree, um, but how to do it in this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything I generally talk about whenever I get in front of a large audience of bartenders or people in the hospitality industry is really talking about balance. Um, there's not one right or one wrong way in which you go about exploring your your health and trying to stay on that path to wellness. Um, it's, it is strictly about balance. So if you need those days in which you're going to sit on the couch and do nothing, let, let that happen. Factor those in. Like go with what's your body's kind of dictating for you that day. Um, and then when you do feel game to, to start doing something that's a health-related activity, do it in small doses and do it in, as stuff that do the things that bring you joy and that you can do well, because that's the way that you're able to continue on that path of, of continuing good activities for yourself and building good habits. It's, it's finding things that are enjoyable and bring you pleasure. Like that's the way that even when I'm working with a a new client is like trying to find out what they actually like to do, trying to find Mm. out what they definitely don't like to do. And then Mm. keeping, giving them small segments of, the positive things so they can continue finding joy in it. And they build that habit of knowing that when I do this, it makes me feel like this, like it makes me feel really good. So I'm going to keep doing those things. Um, if they do an activity that they don't find enjoyable, they're going to resonate that with a negative feeling and then that will prevent mm-hmm. them from doing it again. So everything in small doses, like you don't need to overhaul your entire uh, diet at this point in time, but you can try having a good snack now and then, and you could like, everybody is kind of being forced to do home cooked meals at this point in time. So everybody's being forced out of their comfort zone. So it's, it's going to be kind of hit or miss in terms of what people continue 
which people continue to cook at home when this is all over and which people were like, that was still horrible. I still don't like cooking. And (laughs) that, that might be the roadblock that they have. So some things like nutrition are, are going to be a huge, huge hurdle for a lot of people right now. Um, in terms of physical activity, it's literally trying to carve out 10 minutes a day to do an activity and then slowly building off of that. Um, Mm. and I think being able to even start trying to figure out what those habits are or trying to build the motivation is, is making a schedule for yourself. Um, right now, when you have all this time, it's good to plan out your week so you can kind of create time for activities and you can create time for social media. You can create time for reading. You can create time for food and cooking and you can create time for exercise if you want and you can create time for just, you know, effing off (laughs) for for a little bit, whatever it might be. Um, the schedules are really helpful schedules. Like the reason, since day one, myself and another bartender have been talking about how important it is to maintain a schedule while you're doing this, because the schedule is what gives you the sense of control over a very uncontrollable situation. Mm. Um, and the schedule keeps us motivated because it keeps us on track with whatever goals we might have set out for ourselves. Um, and it helps us actual like realize that we have goals. Like I would like to be able to read this book. I'd like to be able to read it in two weeks time. Nobody needs to be reading a book a day. Like some people are very, much accomplishing a lot during this period, mm-hmm. but it's not the same for every single person. And, and you have to, we have to be okay with that. And we also can't compare ourselves to other people during this time either. Um, but the schedules, I, I fully believe in their ability to like keep us on track, really recognize short-term, long-term goals, keep us motivated so we can reach those goals. The biggest part that I think is such a positive about keeping a schedule is that it gives you that control. Um, mm. I'm definitely a type A person. <laughs> And, and like when things are out of my control, I feel very frazzled. So I want to be able to put a stronghold on this particular situation as best as I can. Mm-hmm. And, and the schedule helps me do that. Yeah. Um, I found even the, just this goal setting, um, helps me continue to feel good about the things I'm doing. You know, I set out certain goals of like, um, you know, I want to read all the books that I like read 10 pages of and then put down because I got distracted. And, you know, sometimes I like don't know what to do. Right. Cause it's like, well, I'm not going to work. And, um, but it's, a, it's a, I can just pick up one of those books and mm-hmm. then I'm still working towards a goal. So, um, it helps to just have a framework like that. Um, yeah. Um, and there's a lot there in what you just said. Um, so I want to try and kind of break some of those things down a little bit in terms of finding things to do exercises to do that, um, that you're excited about, um, which I can totally relate to. Like I, I hate running, but I love mm-hmm. strength training. Um, sure. Yeah. Same, but same. <laughs> I, I find right now, um, it, you know, the, the, the gyms are closed and it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily have, you know, like I have one kettlebell at home, but <laughs> it's like, um, what are, what are some, some options that maybe people aren't aware of? I know a lot of classes are, have moved to online, um, but you know, what are, what are some other options that people maybe have for exercise that they might not know about? Absolutely. Uh, so it's a great question because what a lot of people don't realize is that the body itself, our individual bodies carry weight and body weight exercises are perfect for this time. Um, and 
now is the time in which we can kind of work on the real simple things, like the basic movements that are the foundation for strength training, which is your squat, your, your press or bench, and then your push up. So like push pull exercises, which your body can do just by utilizing its own weight. So doing a proper push up or doing a proper squat, um, and then pushing some object up for a bench presser or, or a, uh, overhead press to uh, whatever press you're into. It definitely depends on your discipline. Um, but besides your body weight, objects around the house are plenty and we don't have to worry about really investing in a ton of things. And, and one kettlebell can do magical things. Your kettlebell mm. can be your weight training. Your kettlebell could be used for self-massage if you wanted to. Um, it's really about just trying to get creative about what's around the house. People can use their bar tools that I'm sure most of the people in our our industry and in our community have plenty of bar tools hanging around. Like mm-hmm. you can a lot use of branded things. <laughs> a lot of branded things. The branded <laughs> things come in real well right now. And he, <laughs> uh, you can use your your muddlers for self massage, and you can use your muddlers to roll your body out. You can use your tins filled with ice cubes or something heavy objects around the house, and you can do grip strength training or and well, like you know wrist rotations. We can mm. take a book bag filled with all of our bar books and we can use that to press and to, you know, overhead extension and to give us some weight when we do squats or lunges or mm. anything like that. You can use a chair or a coffee table to do tricep dips. There's there's a bunch of different things that we have around our house that we can utilize. Your pots, your pans can all be extended levers that we can utilize for different, different kind of motions. Um, so really there's, there's tons of options around the house. There's tons of really inexpensive things. There's no really need to purchase anything at all. Um, and that's like on, on my Instagram page for the first two weeks, all I did was put out pre-recorded workouts that people could do on their own time. So they could start to kind of like figure out what works for them, figure out what they like. And now in the last week, last week and going into this week, I've started to do live things. So now I can actually get face to face with people and hopefully see what they're doing, maybe help them with corrected form because it's, it's smaller format classes. I've got like five or six people in the class every time. And that's perfect because I can watch exactly what you're doing and I can help you out with your form. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of, that was my, my impetus for doing that. That way was to test the waters, throw out some things, see what people might be interested in doing. And then, then I started making workouts from there. I showed people how to do agility ladders with their blue tape. (laughs) 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 They've done like core exercises, which don't require anything except for you sucking it up and getting (laughs) through a core, (laughs) core workout. Um, lots of body weight stuff and lots of mobility stuff too. mobility and corrective exercises because our bodies are generally banged up from the nature of what we do. And, uh, really peculiar bar designs that prevent us from moving like a normal human being. So yeah, it's been a, it's, it's been interesting, but it's also like, there's my imagination is pretty, pretty intense. So I like being able to utilize everything that's just around the house to, to get people moving. So people don't have to be intimidated by what it is. Um, and though it's not my forte, I've seen other people do like 30 minutes of just dancing and they do a very (laughs) simple dance routine. And it's perfect because some people love to shake shake themselves and that's what really gets them going and that's what they need. Um, I know that there's been a running club that's been started 
uh, on Strava with the Campari team. And they've, you know, now they're challenging people to run X amount of miles during the week. So people can get there. The super competitive people that do love running, unlike mm. us, like can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've definitely been keeping myself occupied personally by, by lots of boxing. My boxing coach has been doing everything online and she and she and I have like cross collaborated. I had her teach an intro boxing class for all of my novice bartenders who have never boxed before. And then I went and did shoulder and hip mobility for, for her boxing people. So it's just been be creative, use your resources, use your people and, and kind of go from there to create something interesting for the week. Mm. Yeah. You mentioned, um, this job typically like kind of beats us up a lot. Um, and this is also, I think an important time for rest. And I know as I've been doing strength training, it's, it's like the breaks in between are as important Mm -hmm. as the the actual lifting. I think that's can kind of be a metaphor for this time too. Um, what are some, um, more like restorative and, and more intentional ways of resting that, that we can do right now while we're not behind the bar because it's it's kind of a in that sense an amazing opportunity yeah the most important thing i think is listening to our body your Mm. body can dictate exactly what it needs if you just listen to it um i this is a you're absolutely correct in that this is a beautiful time for people to rest and recuperate people with repetitive motion injuries can have the opportunity to rest that tendonitis or that that golfer's elbow tennis elbow that is plaguing bartenders all the time and lower back pain is probably subsiding for a lot of people who end up getting sciatica or other lower back is generally going to be from the shoulders and from the feet, depending on, you know, you go up the river and down the river from wherever you hurt. And that's where you figure out where it's coming from. Um, but listening to your body. And if you don't know how quite to listen to your body, I try to encourage people to do either breathing exercises or five minutes of meditation. Usually start with Try five minutes of meditation if people find that too too difficult to really just sit and be quiet like that. I like to focus on the breathing exercises because breathing exercises force us to count our breaths and be very specific about how we're breathing. So the only thing we can think about is being in tune with our body and our breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a the two two that I like the most are are box breathing, which is picking a number of seconds, starting with three seconds, and you inhale through the nose on a three count, you hold it for a three count, you exhale through the mouth for a three count, and then you hold for a three count again before you start that process all over again. Um, I love that. And then being able to increase up to like six seconds, seven seconds, eight seconds, whatever it might be, because it forces you to really like pay attention to how your lungs are filling up with air and how you can expel it and like just being content in the moment with your breath. Um, The other one is alternate nostril breathing, which is really, it's kind of goofy, but really, really Mm -hmm. fun to do because um, it is a drill that focuses on balancing the right and left sides of the brain. So it forces one nostril to do all the breathing at a time and one nostril to do all the exhaling at a time. No mouth breathing is involved at all. Mm -hmm made a mouth breather joke on my own. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that, uh, it really, it's a cyclical breathing that forces the left and right brain to be more in harmony with one another. Um, so 
breathing exercises, I think are awesome. And that is, again, three to five minutes of your day that makes you just be slightly more in tune to your body. And the more that people try to practice that, the more they can be a little bit more quiet with their body and, and kind of feel it and feel what's going on. Um, and if both of those things sound completely not in your anything that would be of interest and things that sound like they may be too difficult, start by waking up in the morning and doing a body scan. Start at your toes, wiggle your toes, shake your foot out, like doing all these as I'm talking <laughs> and like feel feel your calves and your shins, feel your knees, feel your quads and your hamstrings, feel your, your glutes, feel your back, feel your arms, your shoulders, like do a body scan, see how you're feeling. Um, am I feeling tired? Am I feeling sore anywhere? And that's, that's a great way to start to get in tune with your body. Um, the body is consistently sending signals to us and letting us know what's going on and how it feels and what it needs. It's more us being able to learn how to listen to our body and just mm -hmm. being open to and receptive to the signals that it's giving to us. Yeah. It's amazing how like just putting attention on a certain part of your body, like how much information you get from that. And it's also amazing, like how often we don't do that. You know, we just, we're so focused on like what's happening that we, that we don't, um, go inwards and, and pay attention. Um, speaking of listening to your body, I wanted to move into, um, talking about eating mm -hmm. <laughs> because, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty common that the most of us in hospitality, you know, we live off of like shots of mezcal and room temperature fried chicken, um, and so true. this this is, this is actually a great it, it could be a great opportunity um, to develop those those healthy eating habits. I did a, a quite a few episodes ago. Um, I talked to Tanya Clark, and she she mentioned like just preparing just one snack. And you, I think you mentioned earlier, like just start with one little snack. Um, could you maybe talk about? Um, some recommendations for, for eating better. And, you know, a lot of us, uh, a lot of us don't even cook, which is funny because we work in restaurants, but we're just fed all the time. So what, what are some things we can do to help ourselves eat a little better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is. So like one of the last projects I was working on before we unfortunately went on to quarantine was doing a meal prep class for bartenders. And it was, one hour and showing people that they could cook a week's worth of meals in one hour. Um, so, you know, trying to show people how to be a little bit more resourceful with anybody that works six or seven days a week, works for 16 hour days, understandably, it's going to be a roadblock to, to getting time, but like, it really doesn't take a ton of time for you to be able to cook something good for yourself that you can still stand over a trash can and shovel into your mouth, but at least it can be nutritious, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I agree with Tanya's fantastic. That's she's, I'm glad that she's out on the, the West coast and doing those things that there too. And I think she's a yoga instructor as well. Yeah. Um, she like, she's absolutely spot on, like starting with a snack, starting with a healthy, nutritious snack that you would like to have on a regular basis and, and understanding the options that are available to you, such as, you know, for us as bartenders, for most humans, but for us as bartenders who are on a very go, go, go kind of cycle, it's having really protein rich 
calorie dense snacks that we can have throughout these marathon shifts that keep us going. Um, and those proteins can be any, it could be, you know, low fat dairy stuff. It could be nuts. It could be uh, a combination of trail mix type things. So finding those combination of things that you, you like, whether it's, um, whether it's, a, you know, almonds or some kind of nut butter or cottage cheese or yogurt or some regular cheese, whatever it might be, just trying to find those little snacks that you could, that you do enjoy and that you would be able to make a couple little sections of it, little portions of it that you could take to work in the future. Um, right now, I think everybody's kind of probably for the majority, I think people are being forced to cook. There are some restaurants that are open for carryout and there for our industry, there are some, um, some brands that are buying meals, pre prepared meals for people that they can pick up. So there's an opportunity to, you know, get stuff that's already prepared for you. Um, but right now, if you're in the position where you're going to be cooking a lot for yourself and you do need to go to the grocery store, if you can safely navigate a grocery store, um, I would always recommend that people like just shop on the outside. So they stay with all the fresh things they get. If you stay on the outside of the, of the grocery store, rather than going through the aisles, mm. you'll find all your fresh ingredients. You get your produce, your, your vegetables, your fruits, your, your deli meats. If you're a meat eater, your regular meats and seafood. If, again, if you're a meat eater, um, and then your eggs and dairy and things of that nature. Uh, so if people are forced to go grocery, grocery shopping right now, I try to recommend that they buy things only on the outside of the, of the grocery store. And if you're doing a, like a reclaimed produce delivery or anything, uh, like imperfect produce, hungry harvest, whatever your local delivery service might be, they're only going to send you for the most part, fresh stuff. So look at what you have. If you, if you have to, it's like a simple Googling of what can I make with leeks? What can I make with bok choy? Whatever, whatever might be thrown into your box at that point in time and see mm -hmm. what catches your interest. Like this is a great time to be really experimental and see what strikes your fancy, what things you do enjoy and knowing how to, uh, knowing that you like those things will drive you towards uh, utilizing them in the future and being able to prepare little meals for yourself going forward. Um, I have tons and tons of resources on easy to build meals if anybody ever wants them. And I send that out pretty, pretty heavily. Um, and if people are looking for just a, a go-to starting place, I love um, going onto my fitness pal and their blog has tons of super nutritious, very, you know, calorie appropriate, nutrient appropriate things for us to ingest and consume. Um, Hopefully that helps. I think if anybody, if you're going to the grocery store, what it's the, what the hell do I even do? And how do I start? Just mm -hmm. force yourself to stay on the outside of the grocery store and try to focus on buying anything that's fresh. After that, if you're in a situation where fresh things are scarce, because whatever the situation might be right now, not getting deliveries in or everybody is going to the grocery store, your next best step is going to the frozen uh, for your vegetables and fruits, because um, whatever vegetable or fruit it might have been, it was frozen at its most prime ripe time. So mm. that's always a, a, a next step to do. And then the last step is going to can things. I know if it gets to a more catastrophic 
time, then we do need to rely on canned products in general. Um, but canned things generally have preservatives added to them, which is why I try to steer people away from doing canned unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, I found too that um, just kind of setting up my kitchen with kind of all the basic stuff you need for cooking, like uh, like you know, different couple different cooking oils and seasonings and that kind of stuff. And then um, you can kind of cook anything with whatever produce you get um, with just looking, looking online for recipes and whatever, because you'll have all the kind of the basic foundation. You know, yeah, it's, it's um, funny. Many of us work in, in bars and restaurants that like have a kitchen. You can think about how our professional kitchens run <laughs> where they like, you know, they're going to have all these things that they need to make these meals. And then you just get the fresh ingredients in and you can kind of cook whatever you want. Um, so I think this situation, this crisis that we're in, um, is a great opportunity to form new habits, um, of eating well or exercising or anything that we want to do. Can you talk about some ways of forming habits? Um, cause I think, you know, it's like what happens in January where you go to the gym and it's just packed because everyone has this new year's resolution of, of, I'm going to exercise now. And then, you know, come February, it's like back to normal because everyone falls off. Um, what are some good ways that we can uh, use this as an opportunity to form new habits that, that stick with us? So it's the habits are habits are really tricky and habits are super intricate and a beautiful thing to kind of dissect. Um, most of what you do every single day is automatic and a series of different habits because your brain likes to group things into small, efficient processes. Um, so right now, because we're kind of thrown out of our normal daily habit, and right now we're almost, most of us are almost at the month mark of, of being out of our normal routines. Um, it's a good time to look at why we do the things we do. So rather than trying to really I want to fix this one thing. I want to do it. You got to understand where it comes from. So right now, as we're, we're stuck at home, some, some people might be drinking on a regular basis or more than they, they might have. And I even looked at myself when I was doing this and it became that I was trying to dissect what the, what the, the, the cue, the actual habit, and then the reward was. And that's cause that's what actually makes up the habit loop. And it was, it's dinner time. That was my cue. So dinner time means I have a drink. And then that brings me the completion of a dinner time ritual. So I kept at dinner time having a drink and then I would have more drinks because I also was kind of bored on top of it. <laughs> so my cue was boredom on, on, on that as well. Um, and then I, I kind of dissected that backwards to find out really why I was choosing to do certain things like that. Um, so building Building habits really understands with un recognizing what the cue is, or some people call it a trigger. I think that can be a, a very loaded term for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's understanding what the cue or the trigger is and understanding what the reward. And then that takes care of the actual habit that the, the, the routine that you're doing in the middle. Um, so like same thing with coffee, coffee or sugar, like, am I drinking coffee because I, I need it. No, you don't. You just recognize that you're either tired or it's morning time. So I have this coffee and then that makes me alert, right? So this is the thing I need. And some of it's very psychosomatic. 
So it's a little tricky on that. So right now it's understanding like what routines do you have available to you? What is the reward of doing these routines? Do I like that reward? Um, and is there something else I can sub into that routine portion that would give me the same reward? Um, so instead of drinking right now, like instead of like, it's dinner time, I should have a drink. I'm going to keep drinking. So I'm not bored. Instead, we can do things like this. We can virtually talk to people or, you know, associate with people on house party or zoom or FaceTime mm -hmm. or whatever it is to get that same relief from reward, or maybe the reward was interpersonal communication. And that's the reason why a lot of us go to bars in the first place is to get that interpersonal relationship and communication with others. Um, so you can do that virtually instead of having to have a drink in the place of taking care of the boredom or taking care of the, the timing of it all. Um, when it comes to exercise and nutrition, those are really easy things to turn into habits because if we start paying attention to how our body feels afterwards, um, mm. that, that will recognize our brain then recognizes that, um, instead of when we're bored, we can go work out and we get this feeling. We get all these positive brain, you know, neurochemical reactions that are help happening in our brain that make us feel really, really good. So when boredom hits or when morning time hits or whatever that cue might be for you, time of day, boredom, restlessness, irritation, stress, like you can start substituting exercise into it to get that really good feeling, the the body relief, the pain relief, the, the relaxing feeling after you've exercised. Um, and nutrition works that same way when you put, figure out what you're putting into your body. Um, it's lunchtime. I know that I eat right now, so I'm going to have fried chicken. Fried chicken kind of makes me feel, I, I'm definitely satiated by hunger, but then my body starts to feel kind of weird because I just put a very greasy, fatty thing in my body and my body doesn't like to process it. So it's it's kind of recognizing those same things for nutrition. Um, I know that's a little complicated, but I'm trying to think of, um, in terms of nutrition right now, what I've been recommending to people is that they do a food journal to kind of write down literally everything that they're eating during the day, the time of day, uh, any feelings that they might have before they pick that food, feelings that they have after they pick that food, so they can get a comprehensive look at what they've been putting into their body, why they feel a certain way. Do I feel really good at the end of the day? Do I feel really tired and sluggish? Do I wake up tired and sluggish? Or do I wake up feeling great? Like it's combining that that body awareness, that mental awareness that we were just talking about for like listening to the cues that the, 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 the signals that our body is already sending to us and actually listening, adjusting and paying attention to them. Um, so that's a, a really convoluted way of saying that <laughs> looking at our habit, our habit loops right now is a really good way to kind of, um, mm. build new habits, like finding out why we do the things we do. So the action that I take, let's, let's back it up. What, what's the time of day? What am I feeling? What's going on that makes me want to do this particular thing? And then what's the reward that I'm actually getting out of it? Is this re is the reward not actually a reward or is it, um, mm. you know, am I, I satiating something for like, uh, just immediate relief or is it actually giving me something good? Um, 
I don't think I explained that quite the way I would have liked to, but it's, it's, it's all building into that same like awareness of like being more mindful about the things that we're doing right now. And what are we getting out of it? Is there um, instant gratification or is it a long-term benefit that we're, we're pulling from any action that we're taking at this point in time? And I think looking at more investing in things that are giving us more long-term benefits is probably better than the instant gratification, which is what all of us want right now because we're so mm-hmm. restless and, and anxious and freaking out about what's going on right now. Um, so trying to steer away from those instant instant gratifications that might not be the best thing for us and looking towards stuff that's going to make us feel better in the long run. Mm-hmm. It, it ties into kind of what we've been talking about um, since the beginning of this interview, um, you know, with listening to your body. But I also want, I wanted to go back to balance too um, because you know, it's okay to eat fried chicken sometimes, but, oh, uh, yeah. and I think if we, if we're listening to our bodies in this way and then being a little more intentional about it, those times where we do have a few drinks or, or eat that fried chicken are going to be even better, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, Hashtag fried chicken Friday, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like if you're using it as it's a, a celebration, yeah, a celebration, something to treat yourself rather than like, this is just what I do then mm. it's it's better. So being a little bit more mindful about everything you're doing and like even the more basic stuff of going back to if you're trying really to build a habit, that schedule is what help, hap, ugh, helps you as well. Having a schedule really just kind of can help us stay consistent and, and build a consistent repertoire or routine and a habit that'll take us through and hopefully carry over to when we're released back into the wild and can actually... <laughs> go back to work and do what we were meant to be here and do. Yeah. Hopefully that will happen sooner or later. But as we've been saying this, we can look at this time as a, as a really great opportunity to make a lot of positive changes. What are some things that you maybe see in your own daily life or, or in the industry as a whole that, that you want to carry forward after hopefully after this is over and things get back to normal a little bit. I I think for myself, the consistency and being able to have resources available for the industry is really good. Um, And looking to finding more consistent ways to have virtual outreach. I I think we're going to see that as a trend throughout the the healthcare industry. Um, Healthcare Mm -hmm. was already kind of on its way towards being virtual. There's lots of people like myself who are health coaches that do online coaching because your population can be all over the place. Um, But I think we're going to see a lot more people heavily relying on that, um, knowing that that's the next way in which we're going to operate as a society or another avenue in which we can operate as, as a society. And for myself personally, I want to be able to consistently continue on having a chance for people to work out online with me um, and be able to do that on a regular basis, no matter where they are, no matter what equipment that they have. I think it's been really nice to see people that I normally don't think always do an exercise routine that have found comfort and solace in having this group atmosphere where they can do it and and not have to feel intimidated by going into a gym and mm-hmm. can also see some of their friends if they want to and and really just have a more approachable way to 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 look at fitness, wellness and and overall health. 
Um, so I think I will definitely be carrying on what I'm doing now, having more online live resources for people on a regular basis. Um, and, but I, I expect to see that consistently throughout this side of my industry, the health allied healthcare. Well, this has all been really good advice and, um, thank you so much for being on the show and talking about this today. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. That was Amy Ward. It's so important to listen to our bodies and it's something we don't do often enough. Try the body scan technique that Amy mentioned. Try it as soon as this podcast is finished and see what your body has to say. That's all for this week, but stay tuned for more. Be sure to check us out online, your86.com. That's Y-O-U-R-E-8-6.com for links to things we talked about in this episode and much, much more. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.